Orgasmic enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Welcome to the Orgasmic Enlightenment Podcast. I am your host, Kim Anami. And today, our topic is SOS, Save Our Reproductive Organs, which is kind of like sorrow. But anyway, we're going to be Zorro and cut through the bullshit here. So we are in the midst of an epidemic. Women are losing and voluntarily parting with their reproductive organs at a, an alarming rate, mostly because they're being brainwashed by OBGYNs that this is the only way to deal with their physical and sexual imbalances. So here's an email that we received last week. Please help. My wife is having her cervix removed, not for reasons of cancer, but because she has been told by friends that she will not have to deal with severe periods. They are swearing by it. My problem is that I believe she gets very pleasured by the cervical stimulation. I love how it elongates and changes shapes as she is aroused. I think it will impact us both sexually. Call me selfish, but I know that it will impact me. Please help. So he's highlighting a very, very important issue, which is cervical orgasms in women. And I often refer to these as the life-changing orgasms, that they are essential good fuck medicine for all women. And that vaginal orgasms in general are the holy grail of orgasms, and in particular, the cervix. And while it's possible for a woman to have a cervical orgasm even without a cervix, it definitely takes a lot more work and energy, and then you're dealing with the added trauma of having this very significant body part removed from your anatomy. So the cervix is the epicenter of feminine's um, energy and power. And in Taoist sexual reflexology, the cervix is the acupressure, acupressure, we didn't really do acupuncture there, there, but the point for the heart. And so the emotional quality there is love and openness or shutdown. And so cervical orgasms lead you to these very high transcendent places. And so the vagus nerve goes all the way up from the cervix to the, to the crown chakra. And so women often describe their cervical orgasms as being these seeing God type spiritual rebirthing experiences. And that's why I I am such a proponent of women having them and not just stopping short at the clitoris. So that's a little bit about the cervix. But the, the deeper issue here is that women are being sold this idea that the easy cure for all things reproductive, so difficult periods, difficult um, menstruation, low desire, growth, hormonal shit, that all you need to 
do is take out the reproductive organs and boom, you will no longer have these problems. You will then be forced to take artificial hormones for the rest of your life to correct these imbalances, but no one seems to mind that, especially the OBGYNs who are curing this. So the basic prescription from any OBGYN is either to remove your internal organs or prescribe some kind of hormonal alteration, the way that they do prescribe the birth control pill for everything from difficult periods to teenage acne. So believe it or not, you do not have to live like this. Menstruation was not meant to be painful and difficult. PMS is not mandatory. And menopause was not meant to be this shriveling up of all of your fluids and sexual desire. Oh, and birth was not meant to be torturous either. In fact, all of these things actually represent spiritual portals that women have access to in these higher states of consciousness. For example, in First Nations culture and in other indigenous traditions all over the world, menstruation has been seen in earlier centuries and millennia as the time of a woman's power, where she has access to other planes of existence and states of consciousness. And the way that sweat lodges are used for First Nations men, typically, they've, I think, I think they've become more inclusive of women now, but they were originally intended just for men because women didn't need them. They had their menstrual time as this natural opening to access higher states of awareness, but men had to go to the sweat lodge and sweat it out through this act of endurance to try to reach higher places of awareness within themselves. So the whole Western allopathic model doesn't actually heal people, and especially in OBGYN circles. And so the whole idea of uterus cutting, whether it's a C-section in birth and the American rate of C-sections these days is 33%. Hysterectomies, which are also high up on the most commonly performed surgeries in the US. And of course, let's not forget penis removal, aka circumcision. These top three genital mutilation surgeries is what I'm going to call them because this is very accurate. Are become they become commonplace, and the fact that they have become so acceptable is a testament to OBGYN brainwashing. Because by manufacturing a problem, they can now offer you a solution, and this is the problem itself with OBGYN and Western medicine is that it's very crisis-based medicine, and so they're good at emergency situations, dire, devolved situations, but they're not at all even remotely good at prevention and general holistic care, general general care and prevention of any kind of issue to go wrong. Once there's a major issue, then they can step in. They have a role in that situation. But any time before that, they don't. But then they basically manufacture these problems so they can now offer you a solution. So women, when they're pregnant, are offered the opportunity to have their uteruses cut open as though that would be a much better solution than giving birth to a baby naturally. And so there's this whole system of in indoctrination, really, to take women away from their own innate power and self-awareness in all of these situations. So OBGYNs are really the make work project of the century, and they're literally making work for themselves out of women's misfortune. So the whole concept of a woman having urinary incontinence, having her vagina fall out through pelvic organ prolapse, having C-sections, having medicalized births, cutting out internal organs, circumcision, (laughs) hysterectomies, all of these things are among the most common surgeries in America. And look, we're not (laughs) 
shaming people here, but we're challenging the idea of what is normal and what we've been conditioned to accept as normal. And we need to be able to have these conversations. So you don't know what you don't know. And if someone who's supposedly in a position of authority is telling you that this is normal and it's perfectly fine to do these things, you accept that. We've been bred to listen obediently. All of our education system is really about <laughs> teaching people how to obey orders and be very good worker bees. And so, it, you know, modern medicine is really one of the biggest strong arms of coercing people into just following what they say so that you've been trained to just listen to the authority in the white lab coat instead of consulting your own authority and healing mechanisms. And I actually just read this account today. I was waiting in my holistic dentist's office and one of the dentists there had written a book about healing. It's called Heal Up by Dr. Dr. Sandra Moldovan. And she's a, they have a clinic here in Beverly Hills in California in Los Angeles. And she was writing about this per person who'd had cancer diagnosis. And then he went back to live in a very unpolluted, oxygen-rich area, was out in the sun and outdoors all the time, and basically just healed his cancer through getting this natural healing that's available to us. And I know that these cases might seem like exceptions and, oh, not everyone can do that. And everyone has different factors involved. But I guess I'm making a case for the idea that we can heal ourselves and we don't need and independent, or you don't need someone outside of us to cut into our body to try to, what isn't even creating healing, it's creating more distress. So there's a quote when I was doing my Sexy Mama Salon earlier, well, I guess it was last year now, I was quite shocked to see how pervasive this idea of medicalized birth had become. And I had done my own pregnancy and birth outside of the system, more of a free birthing type experience. And I did not know how severe and awful things had progressed in the modern medical system. So where most women will have medicalized birth. They will have some kind of intervention that is generated within their birth experience. And very, very, very few women have a perfectly natural birth these days. And again, this is not about blaming women, but it's about realizing that we as a collective have fallen into this pattern and belief system that takes our power outside of ourselves and gives it to these other people. So here's a quote from a Dr. Hugh Hodge. This is an American MD. And he said in 1938, and this is the idea of trying to get women on board with giving, basically giving over their power to OBGYNs. And he says, if these facts can be substantiated, if this information can be promulgated, if females can be induced to believe that their sufferings will be diminished or shortened and, the, and their lives and those of their offspring be safer in the hands of the profession, there will be no further difficulty in establishing the universal practice of obstetrics. All the prejudices of the most ignorant and nervous female all the innate and acquired feeling of delicacy so characteristic of the sex will afford no obstacle to the employment of male practitioners. And there you have it, one of the birthplaces of indoctrination. And in my research, and actually Ricky Lake in her films, The Business of Being Born, especially the first one, she talks about these OBGYN smear campaigns that were happening when they were really trying to move women away from 
from having home births. So around the turn of the century, like in the 19, early 1900s, I think 99% of women were having birth at home. And then that figure went up, you know, sort of 50% by about the 1950s. And now pretty much 99% of women are having birth in the hospital. And they, so they had these campaigns in newspapers. They had things like posted up on walls, kind of billboard type of things saying, you know, would you have this filthy old woman from the old country? And they'd have a picture of some Italian woman with a kerchief bandana over her head. Would you have this filthy woman deliver your baby? And like really outright trying to move women out of the home and into the hospital. So there's been this systematic effort on behalf of OBGYNs to vilify natural and alternative health practices for decades and to make them seem dangerous, to scare women away from doing these things and to scare them right into the hospital and into a pair of stirrups, which is essentially to give all their power away. So in my field, I have watched the rise of jade yoni eggs become so popular over the past few years, where about six years ago, you couldn't find a vendor. There was one vendor of yoni eggs on the internet. And then along came me and my vagina and hashtag things I lift with my vagina. And suddenly yoni eggs are everywhere because A, they were popularized in this major media campaign or a couple of them that I had. And B, women are looking for another way because they know that intuitively they can heal themselves. And so when they hear about this power that they can tap into within themselves, they intuitively know that this is correct. And those women who are given these diagnoses and sentences like, oh, you need to take out your cervix. Oh, you need to take out your ovaries. Oh, we'll just, here's the modern OBGYN remedy for urinary incontinence. It's not to do strong weight training and PC muscle building exercises as of the jade egg, where I have an incredible success rate with reversing urinary incontinence often within one week of practice. But no, their solution is to sew what they call a vaginal pessary, which is this mesh thing inside the, the vagina to try to basically pop it back up. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like it's just as though you were in the Flintstones time of barbaric, crazy, you gotta be fucking kidding me, medicine. Which brings ourselves, we are going to go right now into the next segment of the show. Fukme Casualty of the Week. Here we talk about one of our lost brothers and sisters who stumbled off the path of sexual fulfillment into a devastating downward spiral of underfuckedness. Do not pray for them, have an orgasm for them. So my view is that when we aren't connected to our sexual energy, we're operating at a deficiency. This becomes apparent in various unbalanced symptoms, such as depression, irritability, anger, intense mood swings, weight gain, career and financial doldrums, to name a few of the symptoms of underfuckia. So in this segment, we're going to be talking about the most underfucked person that we can conceive of. 
So the most underfucked person of the week, or let's face it, probably the whole year, as I doubt anyone will be able to out underfuck her, is Jen Gunter. Now, she is an internet troll, and I kind of feel like saying her name is like an incantation of evil, like that character in the Harry Potter film, Voldemort, is it? So we're just going to call her Valdi for short. So anyway, this woman is apparently an OBGYN, but I only ever see her trolling people on the internet, like kind of like those people who get hired by big pharma companies to do just that, you know, like those um, trolls on the internet who are paid to go and harass natural product manufacturers actors and practitioners. Anyway, she's obsessed with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop. And look, who wouldn't be? I mean, look, Gwyneth is really hot. Like, I can see why she stalks Gwyneth on a regular basis. Like, she looks amazing. She's doing great things in the world. But this Valdi has written no less than 30, and it's probably more by now, articles condemning various health practices over the years that Goop has featured on their website. She hates yoni eggs. She hates yoni steaming, basically anything that has no risk or danger whatsoever, but actually helps women in their own lives to heal themselves. And so she puts out all of these sweeping condemnations and she attempts to shame and scare women away from these healing modalities. And she does it with such vitriol and such total hatred. And this, this unbridled rage, which is actually misplaced sexual passion is a telltale sign of an underfucked woman or person. Someone who is underfucked is channeling all of that repressed energy into random and misplaced direction. So a few better places that she could actually channel this energy would be, you know, if she truly wanted to help the world and the vaginas in it, would be to help women keep their uteruses and not prescribe the birth control pill, which is a group one carcinogen, according to the WHO, placing in the same class as asbestos and radium. And instead, she could truly find ways to heal women from the inside out, as I do, as Goop and Gwyneth Polcho are attempting to do. But instead, she, cha- she chases harmless practitioners and modalities and then tries to scare women into cutting out their body parts instead. I'm guessing that maybe her uterus removal numbers have gone down and she's freaking out, thinking that she's going to be like out of business. I don't know exactly. Look, look, I think it's awesome that Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, for all the criticism that they get, I think it's awesome that she uses her platform to promote alternative and renegade health and wellness practices. And in contrast, Valdi, her Voldemort lady, has been trying so hard to prevent women from accessing information to govern their own reproductive health. So yeah, she's our number one underfucked person of the week and probably for all of 2019. So two years ago, she went on this psycho rampage against the innocent little yoni egg. Um, I mean, how many people has the birth control killed, given cancer to? How many people have suffered from the HPV vaccine? But oh no, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the innocent little yoni egg that's only ever helped women in their bodies and their sexuality. So she came out guns flying last, two years ago, criticizing the yoni egg, trying to tell people it was a bad idea. And actually, it's the equivalent to the Dr. Kegel invented exercise of using a device inside the vagina. And so it's actually OBGYN endorsed and scientifically proven. So I issued this Gunter, Gunter, Valdi woman, this $100,000 wager 
that my vaginas could outperform whores. Whores. <laughs> Hers. <laughs> they probably could outperform whores. Um, not that I have anything against whores, but whatever, slip of the tongue. Um, that my vaginas, if we were to, you know, side by side, do a comparison of her clientele or patients and my clientele slash patients, that mine would excel in every area from libido to lubrication to orgasm to menstruation, menstrual, PMS, menopausal issues to overall satisfaction in their sex life. All of these things, urinary incontinence, POP situations, I would outperform. All of my vaginas would do so much better that I was willing to bet $100,000 on it, but she never took me up on the bet. So my work actually works. And here's the thing. In my work, I have seen this over and over and over again for women healing themselves naturally, getting their power back in all of the following areas, like from reversing urinary incontinence, as I said, often within a week or a few weeks of using the egg, increasing their libido and their lubrication, going from being non-orgasmic or only having clitoral orgasms to having regular on-demand G-spot orgasms and ejaculations, cervical orgasms, anal orgasms, nipplegasms, and energy orgasms. I've seen them have easy and pleasurable childbirths where their midwives comment that these were the easiest births they've ever seen. I've had women save their marriages, have easy, pleasurable, and symptomless menstruation, PMS, and menopause. Which brings us to... Well Fucked All Stars! In this segment of the show, we interview someone who's truly done the work of internal sexual transformation, so much so that we've placed them in the well-fucked Hall of Fame. And this week, we have Christine, who's a mother of five, and she's in her 50s, and she is definitely qualified as a well-fucked all-star. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We have Christine with us. Christine is a legendary member of the Well-Fucked Hall of Fame, and so we're going to talk to her today about some of her experiences. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. So tell us about yourself. How old are you? I actually turned 55 this week, so... Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I'm divorced. I'm in a relationship. Um, I hold a pretty significant position at work. And uh, yeah, I use sexuality to my advantage. Awesome. So how would you say that you do that? So first of all, you were, I know that you were married for a while and then you became divorced. So how long were you married for and when did you divorce? Um, I was married for, I believe it was 13 years. Then I went through an ugly divorce. I met you along the path of, of uh, going through divorce and such. And you had me, you got me using the jade egg. And with that, I really started to own myself again. So it was, this is my body, myself, and what am I going to learn from this? And it was like quite an amazing adventure, I have to say. So when I got to court, it was a matter of, I, I call it pussy power. And in the sense that I totally owned my internal self my external self, what I projected. And if even when I think, if I think about inside of me and what it can do, that just gives me 
total control over a situation. So in the sense of when I actually went to court, it was I felt powerful. There was clarity. I was connected. I was confident. It gave me the courage. Uh, yeah, that, that's how that part started. So how do you draw that parallel between like your vagina and the egg and your sexuality and you? Yeah, so to me, I've always had a strong exterior in the sense that people always thought, oh, she's confident, she's this, she's that. Um, but really, I, I was weak inside in the sense of I was my insecurities and once I was using the jade egg and it it, it took a little bit of time uh, because I had to make time for it and it was just because I could actually connect my innards to my outers and the energy that was produced it went from my mind to soul to fingertips to everywhere beautiful and that's how we talk about sexual energy as being this tangible source of energy that revitalizes your body and your emotions and even your your psychological output and your spirit that it's a tangible energy source that once we get in touch with you can actually feel that in yourself so that's fantastic yeah and that is absolutely so true and i would say in the like when i first met you it was like what is this is this hocus pocus you know or but just going through it, it is so real. And even to this day now, uh, I before I go into, uh, if I have to give a speech at work to hundreds of people, or if um, I'm going into a really tough negotiation, I just, it's, I become one. It is, I, I, well, I, actually I will masturbate before I go to something just to get that power. <laughs> I love it. The secret weapon of the well-fucked woman. Same thing. It's like, I know that if I have a speech as well or a presentation, I'll spend a few minutes and stimulate myself <laughs> and then off I go, off to the races. Right? Yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you were telling me another humorous anecdote about you using the jade egg. And I love this especially because you're a woman who's like, you know, in her late 40s, early 50s. And you're a lot of women think that by this stage, like they've had children, their vaginas are a lost cause. Like that's pretty much the dominant paradigm out there in Western culture. And you were using the egg and your partner had a particular complaint about you using the egg. So what was that complaint? <laughs> I was getting too tight. <laughs> and that is very true. And actually, like going to being in my late 40s, and when I was starting to use the egg in that, I had actually considered surgery in the sense of having a pelvic bladder sling put in because of coughing leakage, that kind of stuff, you know, couldn't run or well, I could run, but, you know, I'd always leak. But in the sense of using the jade egg, completely gone, like 100% gone. That's fantastic. And we hear that so much from women that just even a small amount of practice with the egg will eliminate urinary incontinence. Like I've had women eliminate it within a week of using the egg where they've had it for 20 years. Like it's miraculous. It's just, I think it goes from zero conscious use to conscious use and it's that radical of a result. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So you were also telling me, I remember you sending me an email and you were like, okay, there's this thing that's happening when I'm having sex and I start to cry and nothing's wrong. It feels more like a release, but my partner's worried about it and I don't know what's going on. And what did I write back to you? What was really happening with you there? Well, there was nothing wrong. So that was a cervical orgasm that that was occurring, rumbling through my entire self. Right. So through all of this work and focusing on your sexuality, like this is, you know, I talk about cervical orgasms as being necessary medicine, like even daily medicine for women. This is something they really need to connect to that deeper part of themselves and tap into that powerful energy. And I just had to chuckle when I got that email from you and you were a bit worried, like what's going on? Like I'm crying, but nothing seems to be wrong. And I'm like, girl, you're having a cervical orgasm. (laughs) Totally. And now, so with my partner now, which is a a newer partner, um, honestly, it was like, you have got to do this. So I have this kind of orgasm. And at first, uh, with him also, it was, are are you okay? Damn right, I'm okay. Let's keep going. (laughs) I I look forward to it now. Well, I have this little axiom. I say, when she cries, fuck her harder. So if your woman's crying, right, if your woman's crying during sex, you need to keep going and make her cry harder and cry harder. And then you know that you fucked her tremendously. Totally. It's like a spiritual cleanse. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to just circle back to that story because like when you had that courtroom experience and you said you felt really empowered, but you were also like actually victorious in that. Like you felt like that helped you to be calm and to get to the place of victory in that situation. Absolutely. So I think if I was, I didn't have the strength that I had and in the sense of just vaginal empowerment, the pussy power full on. Um, just going into the court, it seriously, it was just so solid. It, I was so strong. And there was like a lot of ugly accusations. Um, and just, I just stood my ground. And I, I had a woman lawyer that was with me and we were going against my ex and a male lawyer. And the two of us together, it was just like, girl power, let's go. Yeah, it was, I I remember stimulating myself in the bathroom right before, right? Because it was like, no, I'm like, I'm going in full here. We have got, this is it. I got one chance. Let's go, girl. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. I love it. All right. Is there anything else you want to throw into the mix for people to know about what's possible for them and what you can achieve through your conscious sexual direction? Absolutely. I think um, how wet I am. Like for a 50, going to be a 55 year old woman, when I'm stimulated, seriously, lubrication is zero problem. I could probably produce a liter of liquid I would think sometimes and in the past I'd say three years squirting that that was new for me and it was like whoa look at this this is totally fun fabulous so she's now a squirter as well well that's one of the big things we say is like circulation equals lubrication equals ejaculation like most women have under functioning 
weak, flabby vaginas. And so when they strengthen them with the jade egg practice, then the circulation gets flowing, the oxygen gets flowing, and so the, the fluids get flowing, you know? And that when you have that stronger vagina, you can actually push out the ejaculate as mm-hmm. well. So well done, Thank well you. fucked all-star. <laughs> oh. I love it. And in your 50s to boot, that's absolutely wonderful. I love hearing that. I can hardly wait till I... So do you... I was going to say, I can hardly wait till like 60. Who knows what I'll discover by then. That's amazing. And would you say like you've had any issues with menopausal symptoms? No, I am actually, I'm done menopause. So I'm through it, right? And uh, no, like I, no, it's like amazing. It just has a sense of, I probably had some some sweats type thing, but otherwise I didn't have what I've watched so many of my girlfriends go through. Absolutely not. Yeah, for sure. All right, lady. Well, keep up the awesome, awesome sexual exploration and good work. And thanks for being here and sharing this with us. Thank you. And now it's time for Sexual Accoutrement. Oh, The Notorious EGG, by the way, I saw the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary on the plane the other day. Wow, that's amazing. I'm in love with her. What a true renegade spirit talking about sexual, not that she's a sexual all-star, but fighting for these rights and freedoms, which is incredible. So anyway, in this section of the show, this is where we highlight sexual wellness products to lubricate and accelerate your journey to gourmet sex. And of course, this week, it's all about the egg. You know that notorious EGG that's been lighting up Instagram over the last few weeks and lights up vaginas all over the world. Yes, the jade yoni egg. So when you see me lifting these objects in various locales all over the world, I'm using a jade yoni egg that's inside the vagina and that's attached attached with the string. There's a hole drilled through the egg. A string comes out through it. The egg goes up inside my vagina. The string comes down and that's where I attach any number of objects to it from chandeliers to coconuts to (laughs) papayas and mango. I really have a thing for tropical fruit. Mangoes, pineapples, anything that I think would be fun and interesting to lift with my vagina. And so that campaign came out about four, I guess it was four four years ago now, and it got global acclaim and so much positive feedback all over the planet because women are hungry to reconnect with their sexuality and their vaginas. And as I've mentioned, the yoni egg is actually the original Kegel exercise, which is meant to be performed with a device inside the vagina. And so when women are told to do their vagina Kegel exercises by flapping their vaginas at random in the wind, this isn't actually a Kegel exercise. The original exercise had a Kegel perineometer, which was a device that went in the vagina to provide feedback and resistance, just like any other weight training exercise would do if you pick up a weight and you press. So that's what the egg does. And the way that I teach it, because of my holistic slant, I'm always looking at 
the whole dimensional picture. So physical, emotional, psychological, and spiritual. And when we look at all of those areas, that's when we actually affect permanent healing. So for years, as all of this fanfare was happening about the yoni egg, we would get people emailing us every single day looking for eggs. And I refused to sell them because I didn't want to just sell an egg by itself and have people running around with misinformation about how to use the egg, which is basically what's happened. That scandal about the egg that happened a couple years ago came out of some information that wasn't super responsible that was put out about the egg, like telling women to wear the egg all day or sleep with the egg inside. And the only people who tell you to do that are people who don't know much about how to use the egg well and are just trying to sell the egg and make their quick 50 bucks or whatever it is. So I only ever sold the egg as part of my eight-week vaginal kung fu salon, which is a whole sexual, emotional, psychological, spiritual, physical rehabilitation where you're guided step by step in how to use the yoni egg and um, heal. You know, so people who have sexual stuckness, which manifests as blockages and symptoms like PMS, difficult menopause, low libido, lack of lubrication. Part of this stuff is physical, but not really. Like a much greater amount of it is actually energetic. So where you've had trauma in your life and you haven't healed it. So the the egg works obviously on the physical component to actually create more strength in the vagina to increase circulation in the vagina, which is the number one physical reason why women don't lubricate, especially as they get older. They've got less and less muscle tone in their vaginas. <laughs> and so lubrication is from circulation. When you have blood flow, oxygen flow, all of your hormones flow better and your fluids flow better. So that's the number one, I'd say like straight physical benefit and well, close up there with preventing and reversing urinary incontinence. And when Kegel had his practice, he had a 90% success rate in treating urinary incontinence using his device. And as soon as he stopped using the device or no, not he, but other people soon adapted the exercise. And when they did that, the, the success rate fell by 50% immediately. So using the egg is actually the original exercise. And I did another podcast slash video on this like last week or the week before, if you want to go and check more about that. So the way that I work with the egg is doing guided MP3 exercises with women every week. We look at how to activate your ovaries, your uterus, your cervix, your breasts, all as part of this full expression of your sexual energy. And as I always say, if you're not tuned in to your sexual energy, then you're operating at a deficiency and you become one of these underfucked people who have constant road rage and bitterness and, you know, anger about things. And it's like, you know, like the example of the woman or the, the thing, the entity that I mentioned earlier, the incarnation of evil, where it's trying to just go around and stop women from having this power, which is just shocking to me. So, but those are kind of the symptoms of this imbalance where people are imbalanced with their sexual energy and it comes out in all these awful ways, which we've obviously seen in people in religious circles who are prevented from having any kind of sexual expression. And so it comes out in all of these untoward, completely inappropriate ways. So yeah, I guess someone's anger is like smaller on the scale, but if you consider that it's got all these other like anti-healing things attached to it, it's still pretty severe.
So the Yoni Egg I sell through the Vaginal Kung Fu Salon, that eight-week program, which is actually available right now. It's on open for registration until the end of next week, which would be February the 1st. And then after that, the program shuts until next year. So I only offer that once a year. So because of that, and because I got frustrated with seeing so many people not having access to proper instructions, I decided to create a mini salonette. So you can buy the egg kit, and then you can buy, it comes with five different videos of instructions and information, three three or four guided mp3 exercises and how to use the egg three different guided visualizations to help you energetically connect to your sexual power and that we sell in my anami alchemia online shop so you can purchase that anytime and if you then later decide that you want to take the full eight-week program you can get a 200 dollars credit towards the program when it runs so say the following year so you can study by yourself in your own time anytime you like with the egg kit in the salonette in my Anami Alchemy shop, or you can sign up for the eight-week salon if you do so in the next week. So ultimately, like the egg has become one of the most powerful tools in my regimen, and clearly it's caught fire because it's become such a global icon <laughs> all over the place. And... I, you know, both for becoming more in tune with your own body, getting to know your own vagina, strengthening yourself, getting in tune with your sexual energy, the egg is incredible for that. And of course, all of the attendant exercises that go along with it. So in conclusion, in terms of today's topic, which is save our reproductive organs, is to know if you want to see more evidence of people who've had radical success stories, go to kimanami.com slash love letters. And I have hundreds of stories of people who have done exactly this, healed themselves through getting in touch with their sexual energy, taking a good, clean, honest look at themselves and committing to the process of healing. And all of these things that I've spoken about, reversing PMS and difficult menstruation, women who are menopausal and gushing like Christine in, our, in the story that we heard earlier, they are having incredible results. Libido increasing, marriages being saved, Saved. women who are able to start their own weightlifting practices, reversing urinary incontinence, all of these things are highlighted. You can actually select a filter to check out the different qualities of results and pull them up and see the people in the flesh who've had these experiences. So all this to say that there are other ways of healing yourself. And when one of the, you know, I've experienced over the past few years, increasing censorship around my work and around sexuality and Facebook censors sexuality heavily. And because Facebook bought Instagram, now Instagram is quite heavily censored. And I'm hoping that here on iTunes or in my podcast, I'm going to have a more free and open platform to be able to speak about these things because. I'm getting cut off in other places. On YouTube, we had a video that was age-restricted because we talked about sexual healing foods. <laughs> like, you know, so go figure. But the, the onslaught is there. And my view on why it's there is because people who are truly 
in touch with their sexual power become a force to be reckoned with. You self-actualize, you become more of who you really are, and you don't give a shit. You start to self-define in a way where you throw off the conditioning that you've been raised with, that's been imprinted upon you, and you become more of your true self and occupy more of your true power. And if we have nations and countries and civilizations where people are doing that, they're not just obedient worker bees anymore. They have thoughts and they have independent minds and they have the ability to forge their own destiny. And I might sound a bit conspiracy theorist, but once you start to see the level of censorship that's going on out there, you know, it's you, you, and you know, and for me to see over and over again, the kind of results that people get when they occupy their sexual power, it's radical. They go from being contracted, repressed, suffering, self-inflicted or self-acknowledged victims to fully empowered, confident, achieving, out there, expressive beings. And that's what my work is all about, is people tuning into that power. And the work really goes within, like, you know, the whole paradigm of allopathic, quote unquote, medicine is about band-aids. And holistic work is about peeling off the layers and trying to get to the deeper root cause of what's going on. And the, the, my work is all about looking at the body and sexuality as a metaphor. And, you know, if a woman, let's say, is not lubricating in her sexual expression, where is she not in the flow in her life? Where is she not flowing? Where has she stopped that expression? What has she curtailed in her emotional expression or her sexual expression and her life expression? There are these incredible parallels between your outer way of being and who you are in the bed. So, or the couch or the kitchen table or the back of the car or wherever you want to be. So those are the sort of perspectives that I look for. And that's the great joy that I get in my work is helping people find those things and then lift them and become the people they're truly meant to be. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.